This is Red Truth and White Lies, a podcast of two Canadas, one for the white settler and one for everybody else. Of course, every week we have a great guest. I'm Andrew Brandt, and here's my co-host, Nick LaMarche. How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing great, Andrew. Hello, everybody. Uh, we got a special guest with us this week, and I'm pretty excited to have him on. Uh, I've been chatting and following him on social media for a while, so uh, you go ahead and introduce him if you like, Andrew. Um, you know what? This is McCoe View. Um, he is... Uh, you know, a leader in his own right. He's been doing some amazing work. I've also been following him on social media. Um, he has his own group that he started that has uh, mixed ideals of uh, Idle No More um, as long as well. You know what? Let me tell, let me let him tell you about everything. <laughs> yeah, so Elahi Spirit Runners combines elements of American Indian movement, Idle No More, uh, United Urban Warriors Society, Kichita Hayoka Warriors Society, and Peace and Dignity Journeys. These are all things that I've been working on for a long time. And I've seen like people are fractured and going a lot of different directions. So I'm trying to consolidate some power. Our group is very active. It has 296 direct actions now. So can you tell us some, about uh, some of the work that you've been up to recently? We're always trying to protect wolves in the wild and uh, maintain that wolves are sacred to indigenous folks and crucial to the restoration of our uh, indigenous lifeways. And this is a, a thing that constantly has to be maintained because of the, the 3,000 years of propaganda against them and uh, the, the colonist uh, continuation of this. The, um, yeah, you see that a lot with the demonization of different animals, different uh, because they're spirit animals. You know, we're connected to those things. As indigenous people, we have a relationship with those things. You know, So what you're doing is amazing. I commend that. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's really, really awesome, McCole. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, I've, I've been, I've been seeing this new phrase come around. that's new to me. Uh, it's probably not new to indigenous people, but it's called environmental racism. And, and that's when, you know, you, you guys both shake, you guys both nod your heads. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what that is. Um, the corporations and they don't, they literally don't give a crap about anything that's out there. All they want to do is, is take the dollar signs that they see from it and they don't care about anything. And, and that's exactly the same way that they put towards people is that disrespect. And it's, it's, it is a form of racism. You know, some of these groups online, uh, the hunter types, but you know, not so subsistence hunting, the trophy hunter types. And they were mm -hmm. saying, we want to kill all these wolves and their yeah. native. So they understand the correlation and um and so this is why the violence too you know and sometimes i'd be out there protesting or something and and these guys would come up with their wolf tags and be like i got one oh that's oh, disgusting man. that's disgusting like uh so the way that you speak about it we can see that you have, you've had a very spiritual connection with the wolf for a long time um what made you decide to start um, going out and actively, uh, you know, making your voice public about it. Well, an elder asked me to, and she was like, hey, Matolo, they're going to start killing wolves, and someone needs to do something about it. So I was like, well, 
I'm I'm something, somebody. I can I can do something. There's uh there's been a lot of talk about mobilization by um, non-indigenous people around the world, and they're talking about doing things and this and that. Um, what would what would be one of the things that you would tell them how to mobilize? Because you're very successful in what you're doing. Um, what could they do? You know, to start mobilizing and doing something to help as allies. So, um, indeed, allies should get involved with Elahi Spirit Runners because we intend to unite all of the races under Indigenous rule, which is the only thing that can end the racism on this continent. Furthermore, I don't think that colonists should be organizing on our land because it displaces us. I don't think they should be educating either because it teaches the people wrong and then we have to come back and teach them again. Yeah, that's that's um, really well put actually because I've had to do that as a as a teacher and within the you know education system I've had to reteach people or you know start teaching them the truth or you know literally right. revamp curriculums you know. Um, yeah, you've you've retaught me on a couple things, Andrew. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, things that I learned from another settler. That what? That's not what I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> and, and so I want can I want to expand here for a moment, if I can, on the non-indigenous aspect of of settlers doing things. I have a really good friend um, who is involved with the uh, wolf protection in the Yukon back in the '95 or '96. Uh, I don't want to mention his name here on the podcast as I don't have permission to, but uh, he made a wonderful video that uh, I'm going to see if we can get shared up here because it, he, he's a great example of um, somebody going out and being an environmentalist who's non-Indigenous and working within Indigenous communities. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a chat with him and, and see what's up with that. But it's a really interesting video. I'll share it with the both of you privately so you can see it. And uh, we'll... Uh, We'll, we'll share it up in here if we can. Yeah, I was actually in um, a discussion this past weekend, um, and uh, not this past weekend, the weekend before, with uh, Roger Hallam and a bunch of activists from the United Kingdom. Um, and they're a bunch of people that recognize uh, the effects of colonialism and what it's done to us around the world. And one of their goals is to bring colonialism home. You know, so they want to, you know, start something, do something in um, London, you know, to uh, bring that awareness. And, you know, one of the things that myself, as well as other Indigenous speakers from around the world said, you know, the only way that the government's going to listen to you is an economic shutdown, if you actually shut it down. And it's possible to do in a nonviolent way, right? Um, have you ever been involved in any kind of mobilization of that sort that they could maybe, uh, you know, Get, take some take some pointers from yeah um so uh, having some connectivity issues but yeah definitely believe in confrontation uh the bulk of our direct actions have been confrontation growth only happens with confrontation and it's what people have been programmed not to do. They've been programmed to avoid the very thing that we need. 
so yeah i mean shutting things down absolutely that's what that's what we should be doing um you know we believe my group believes that these colonial agencies fish and wildlife bureau of land management department of natural resources all of these things are illegitimate so we do seek to shut them down you know and un unlike a lot of like anarchist groups or something or groups that I feel lack leadership. We don't want to destroy property. We believe that all of that property is really ours. You know, we're talking like uh, self reparations here. Those buildings are ours. Their trucks are ours. Their computers are ours. All their tools are ours. And we want to take them back. See, I understand exactly what you're saying with that, because every single one of those things, it came from the land. All of that stuff came from the land. It came from our resources, you know, yes. which brings us to the point. Why would we burn the churches down? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was just thinking the same thing. Came, it literally either came from our resources and we also need to uh, recognize the African indigenous unity aspect and mention yeah. our African relatives because the cobalt and the minerals come from Africa too. Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, the decimation, that's what they were talking about in uh, the UK is how everything stemmed from colonialism. They went down to Africa, you know, they enslaved them, they brought them here, killed us, you know, destroyed right. our connection, tried to destroy our connection with the land, the spirit, you know, um, and what you're doing is you're showing that, no, that connection with spirit is not broken. We're in, you know, if anything, it's getting stronger, you know? Right. Can I uh, jump in here for, for yeah. speaking about how to, you know, bring that colonial uh, colonialism home to the UK and, and start to decolonize them in their minds. Um, a great way to do that is what the way that I did it was, you know, find out what your heritage is, where you come from, like way, way, way back, your blood, where does that come from? Um, get in touch with those ancient roots, get in touch with your ancient ancestors, because my people too, as, as somebody from uh, the Northern Germanic Frankish tribes, Northern Fr French tribes and Scandinavian era, and even Anglo-Saxon, we were all assimilated. I'm from Europe, but I was also, my people were also assimilated by that crown. And everybody else who came here was assimilated. The people, you know, Columbus was assimilated. Anybody, anybody else who tried to invade here was assimilated by, yeah. by the colonial ideals. So bringing that home and that decolonization idea, that's a great way to push that idea into them is get in touch with your ancient self and, and heal from that, that trauma that you have. Because I experienced that trauma myself and I didn't even know it was there. Things came out. I had no idea that it was there, but I understood after I healed from it why I had the specific dreams I had when I was a child and never exposed to anything like that. So I yeah, wanted to show it's, uh, it's a good the, idea uh, for, for other, other settlers to hear so they can, they can decolonize. Exactly. It's an attempt to cut off spirit, right? Because with mm -hmm. that, then you can cut everything off. Uh, and the connection that we have with, you know, the spirit world, especially animals, um, because like you said, tr tracing your identity back, going back to find out who you are, where you come from, um, see with the attempt of genocide that it didn't work because i still know that where i come from i still know where i come from the valley i still know my hereditary clan family i still know that i'm turtle clan 
and have that connection with that spirit. You know, um, there's certain things that we can't do. Like I can't go out and make a turtle rattle. I can't do those things, you know, because of that relationship, they're our family, you know, um, somebody else could go and do it for me and bring it to me. But that's that connection. That's that understanding and the balance that we hold with nature and creation, you know, and that's what Mako is doing with what everything that he's doing here is upholding that balance in creation, you know, and letting people know, you know, this is how you can do it. This is how you can be better, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. For settlers, they really need to get involved with the indigenous rule thing. Like a few years ago, they wouldn't even let us lead our own marches here. Right. And we had to really fight and confront people just for that. And we kept pushing the term indigenous led, indigenous leadership. And now everyone's yes. talking about that. Talking about it like it came from out of nowhere. It didn't come from out of nowhere. It came from people like me. Exactly. That that's that suffered to confront all these colonists but now we're taking it a step further it's indigenous rule yeah we're going to get control of this whole continent we're going to get control of immigration and all of it and people are going to think a whole lot different once we get the power to send people back if they're not being uh, benevolent here okay yeah. And what the, what the government is hiding and what the people don't understand is the power actually, you know, lies within the people. Um, because those treaties, all the treaties that were made are broken. Once those treaties were broken, then that's our, our turn to say, you know, fix up or get out. Um, so essentially what they would need to do is, like I said, they need to dissolve their governments. They need to get rid of those and they need to do it under indigenous laws with those treaties, because all of those treaties, every wording that came out of it came out of that Tura Wampum, <laughs> you know, that's, all that's over exactly North. what I was going to say. The, the Tura Wampum can be implemented all across. Turtle and there's exact wording from it and all the, all of them, because for where the sun rises, as long as the grass stays green, the water flows, you know, where it sets everything, all of that. It's in all the treaties. It's everywhere. You know, and it's time for them to recognize that and they need to be held accountable for everything that they have done. That, that is why I fly the two row wampum and not the country's flag. Right. This is the flag that should be flying in the country, not that red and white. On Turtle Island. On, all over all Turtle, Turtle Island. Yes. Not, not the stars and bars, not any other flag. This one. If they want to fly those other flags, they need to be smaller and menial and on a smaller post in the background. This one is the one that should be flying. Yeah. You're going to say something there, McCall? Oh, well, I mean, I wouldn't allow them to even fly flags. And, and on the treaty thing, I tend to think of it as like our pre-colonial indigenous governance supersedes every colonial law ever written. I maintain that they're yeah. completely illegitimate. And we've wrote this into our group rules. Because you'll see people's like politics will start to compromise over time. Yeah. And it's really important just to stay pure. Yeah. So we, we use the, the Anishinaabe wolf song because there's always songs that um, hold movements together. But the wolf song is also a purification song. Mm. And so this, this matters. Like, 
I had a vision with the wolf and the lightning coming out of its mouth. It's a symbol of truth. In the old days, it was good if you had a vision before you try to lead anything. Now any, any Joe will try to do it. Um, but we actually have a vision here, which is why you see us doing a lot of original, unique things. Like we wear the yellow and blue and like we have this whole culture of resistance. We're building a culture of resistance. It's even greater than building a movement. Some people are movement builders. This is even bigger. This is going huge. We're up into so-called Canada now. I've got people joining all the way from Ontario and whatnot. So this tells me that we've started to build an apparatus. And I learned some of this stuff from partnering with like African socialist groups and stuff. I learned totally different set of skills I'm bringing to the table. But if people are joining up from 4,000 miles away, that tells you that we're the best option for them. Exactly. Or they believe so. Yeah, so that's exactly it too. If people can start listening because we, you know, we follow the great law here and you're following what your ways are there. What people need to understand is people need to start following the, law, the, law, the laws of the land that they're on, of the territories that they're on, of the land that they're occupying because there have been generations of traditions, generations of culture, generations of cultural laws, you know, like the great law is still here and it's still, it's been going for thousands of years, you know, it's still unaffected. Um. Yeah, the uh, two-row wampum has superseded contact. You know, it was already there. We already had the belt, <laughs> you know? So when the Europeans and the Dutch came, we said, look it, we have this. And, you know, this has helped us live in peace forever. So, you know, it's it's a great message that you're putting out because yes, they do. we do need to do things different, you know? You're doing things differently. We're doing things differently at CME and there's all kinds of other people doing things differently. There's Dali Nakal in uh, British Columbia with West Suet and Checkpoint, you know? Um, there's all kinds of people that are rising up and using their voices and saying, oh, we're not doing the same thing over and over again. You know, we're making a change for real this time. <laughs> right, we use the American Indian movement um, flag and whatnot because my grandfather was a senior member of AIM under Dennis Banks, but I have to remind folk sometimes that AIM was my grandfather's movement. Yeah, and so this is a new era. Yeah, and so it's always good to uh, you know bring what you know and feel and use your spirit, you know, put your spirit into it and put your energy in it because we just had this discussion maybe what last week where you know if you want to be a warrior, you need to have that connection with spirit. Yeah. You know, exactly. it's essential. Exactly. It's an essential part to the fight because what you see is not everything that's happening. You know, there's mm -hmm. the physical fight, but there's also the spiritual fight. You know, yeah. there's also the mental one and the emotional one. You yeah. know, now, we go now and, Andrew, can you elaborate on the understanding of a warrior? Because in settler society, that we all know what that word means. But what does that word mean within the the that warrior? unity so that the settlers can understand that it's explained from an indigenous person not a settler there's a difference between a warrior and a soldier a soldier is told what to do and a warrior knows what to do it's because we have the connection and we have that connection with relationships with creation with family with our friends with everybody you know and we put the people first a warrior is somebody who can stand up for the people who can go and do the fishing for them if they need to 
if they can go build a house for them if they need to, if they can go and fight off something if they need to. You know, there's somebody that's there to maintain the peace, the good mind, the power of the people, the righteousness of the nations, and, you know, ensure that there's a continuation of, you know, goodness and sustainability for the next seven generations to come. That's what a warrior is. It's not somebody that's ready to go out and fight. Although, you're always ready to fight, no matter what. And as nonviolent as we can be, if you cross us, we will do what we need to do. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yes. All right. I appreciate that. Nonviolent and peaceful words. doesn't mean that we won't defend ourselves. Or, yes. You know. I, I, I say the same thing. You know, I'm peaceful and nonviolent. But, you know, you cross me, you'll see a fight come out of a tame man. That, that'll scare your wits. You know, scare you out of your wits. Oh, exactly. I appreciate you explaining that. I really appreciate you explaining that. And, you know, the, the comparison to a warrior uh, and a soldier is exactly what is wrong with the idea behind the, the vision and how people see that flag when it's flying. Mm -hmm. that, that doesn't mean that we're waging war uh, or, or that, the, that the warriors are waging war. If they see, or if they see a, a Confederacy flag of the Haudenosaunee people or the two row wampum flying there, all that means is a area. All, all it means is it's a safe place that's honoring the treaties and it's for the community. And there's people there that have a good mind. That's what that means. And, and it's been fear mongered upon. And I, I've seen the same thing in down in so-called United States. Um, yeah. It's, it's the same thing that happens to, to your movements and your people, McCoy, you guys are criminalized for flying a flag. You're criminalized for speaking up. You're criminalized and, and like, like victimized by the system for doing what is right. And the same thing occurs here. Uh, and it's, it's absolutely disgusting. And the more people that stand up and speak out with the truth will change the system. And sitting idle won't change it. You know, Mako, you said, yeah, I mentioned, uh, I asked you before, and you mentioned to me, you know, you started when you were a young, young boy. You read a book when you were like 10 years old, reading about it. Your grandfather uh, talked to you about this stuff. And, you know, that I was like, wow, this guy's like a lifelong uh, a lifelong good-minded warrior and, and it's it's amazing to uh to, to know you and be able to speak to you and, and see I, what's uh, amazing about that nick um is uh to picture that just the, the what he said of how you know sat with his grandfather and learned you have to think that his grandfather also sat with his grandfather and his grandfather also right? sat with his grandfather right yeah, yeah and that's where i was going to go the, the the bloodline is still there from long 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 time ago and, and to hear that same good mind and those same wise words come now from ancient teachings is it's right in the fields, you know, and, and people really need to listen to it because the teachings that indigenous people have aren't new. These ideas aren't new. They're ancient. They're older than the ideas of, of uh, a monarchy. We've sustained our ideal. Or we've sustained ourselves. We're still here because of our identity and who we are. Oral tradition is a foundation, the cornerstone. It always has yeah. been. Our ancestors knew that it would be. Yeah, Mako, can you tell our listeners and, and viewers how to uh, how to sign up to Ilahi Spirit Runners and uh, um, maybe a little bit of how to uh, you know educate themselves to wrap their head around all of this what they're doing. Yeah, so we have an education program within Alahi Spirit Runners, and we believe education is fundamental. Um, so people can contact me um, or the Alahi Spirit Runners page. Uh, I have a proton mail. It's wolves 
2020 at protonmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. And then, you know, I can I can uh, let you check out the education, let you check out the free martial arts. If you like it, you know, maybe we can put you in a committee. I've got some leadership positions available. All the top positions are for natives only because it's indigenous rule, but we work with non-natives. And, and um, so um, like we want to recruit Africans and we specifically are looking for Afro-indigenous. We have a rule against colorism. So mm -hmm. if you're a light-skinned or a dark-skinned native, come get with us. If you've been kicked out of other groups for being too angry, come get with us. I'm training security teams on the West Coast and the East Coast. If you've been bullied, come get with us. This is a different kind of organization. Come check me out. That's perfect. So we'll make sure we get all the uh, information up here on the video. Um, but yeah, it's if there's anything else that you'd like to share with us, let us know. Um, but yeah, it's been amazing, amazing talking to you today. Um, just one last thing is that I'm setting up for a huge action in August on the so-called Oregon coast. And we have a call out for, you know, our alliances from the 1970s, uh, the Black Panthers, Brown Berets, Young Lords, and some other groups. Please come join us on the quote, Oregon coast in August, 2021. We'll make sure we get that out there for everybody to see too. I know a few people I can get that to them, uh, get the message to them as well. So yeah, we'll make sure that your message gets out there. I think it's um, important that everybody goes, checks out the page, you know, and, you know, join because we have to do something new. You can't be doing the same things over and over again. That's just insanity. You know, nothing will change. So yes, you know, join movements like the one with uh, Mako, join anything you possibly can, you know, send them an email, get involved because that's the only way that you're actually going to make change, you know, um, by settlers doing something, by indigenous people using their voices, um, because we've been silenced long enough. You know, it's time to rise up and really use that, you know, ancient knowledge that we have that we hold and it runs through our blood. So, you know, we'll go. Uh, thank you again, Mako, for having for coming on the show again. I hope that I hope you come on again with us. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks again, Mako.